This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Do you want to set your child up for success? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way with positive feedback. Well, I know with Eleanor, when she was struggling so much with math, if she had been able to do online learning at home, she would have been much better able to keep up with class, and that would have just made the whole situation much easier for her. Don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And happier listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com happier. Visit IXL.com happier to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we discuss, you guessed it, how to be happier. This week we'll talk about why you should remind yourself, remember, this is supposed to be fun, and we have two hacks to try if you have trouble falling asleep. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and with me is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft. And Elizabeth, I know you have been having trouble falling asleep and staying asleep recently. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And yes, Gretch, um, when I'm stressed, I tend to not sleep well. I think I share that with millions and millions (laughs) and hundreds of millions of people. Yes, major happiness stumbling block. Um, so this is very exciting um, for our very special episode 170, which is coming up in a few weeks. We're going to give an update on how we're doing with our 18 for 2018 mm. lists. Um, yes. Yes. Uh, we have some progress to report, some lack of progress to report, at least on my side. Maybe you and I will get like a, a, a spurt of energy knowing that 170 is coming up and then we're going to have to report. Um, but we want to hear from listeners. Yes. How has 18 for 2018 worked for you? What have you done? What's not getting done? Any observations, examples? We'd love great before and after stories. So let us know. And Gretchen, you know, I made two 18 for 18. I know you did. You get double. I have a lot to do. I don't know what 18 times two is, but um, I've, I've got a lot on my list. And if you want to go back and listen to the episode where we introduced the idea of 18 for 2018, that is episode 147. So you can go back and listen to that if you want a refresher on 18 for 2018, and then let us know how it's been going for you. Yes. Gretch, before we dive into our Try This at Home, we wanted to share an email from Catherine, which was fun. She said, (laughs) my little brother is six and he is often in the car while my mom and I listen to your podcast. We didn't realize how much he was paying attention until he started to imitate the show and he was spot on. He said, 
My name is Gretchen Rubin, and I talk about happiness, how to be happy. If you love your mom, hug your mom. If you like candy, eat candy. If you like a tree, plant it in your backyard. If you love your dog, kiss your dog. This went on for a while, but we thought he really captured the essence of your podcast. I love that. I love that we have this six-year-old channeling us. Yes, yes. Yeah, we Your message is getting through, Gretchen. <laughs> Both of us, yes. Uh, we got a big kick out of that. So, Catherine, thank you for reporting back uh, about yeah. your little brother's version of the, <laughs> the Happier podcast. Yes. A lot of fun. Um, so this week, Elizabeth, our Try This at Home tip is to remind yourself, remember, this is supposed to be fun. Now, it's obviously mm. in context when something is supposed to be fun, but often things are supposed to be fun and we lose track of the fact that they're supposed to be fun and they start not being any fun at all. And so it's good to remember when something is supposed to be fun. Yeah, I think this is something I'm accused of very often. So <laughs> this is a great try this at home for me. I am, I, you know, I, I fall into the, okay, we've planned, like when Jack was little, for Thomas Day Out, you know, where you go and spend the day with Thomas, the train, and like, it's got to be perfect, and we're here, and we need to do every activity, and yep. but the line is too long, so we should go do this thing first, yep. you know, and and just forgetting that, hey, we're just here to have fun. Who cares if we get a picture with Thomas, you know? Yeah. No, I think that for me, too, it's like this kind of need to check things off the list or to have things be a certain way it makes me sort of bear down and want to force things into an unnatural position that takes away from the fun. So speaking of 18 for 2018, one of the things on my 18 for 2018 was to do weekly adventures with Eleanor. I did this with Eliza yes. for years. It was great. And I wanted to make sure that I started with Eleanor. And so when we were like two or three weeks in, so still at the beginning of making this a habit, she was just exhausted. Um, she, you know, we do it on Friday. She's really tired. She has a super heavy backpack and she was just dragging. I could tell mm. as we were, and we were going to go to the Met, which is close to our apartment. So that, that was, it was going to be convenient. And I could tell that she was sort of trying to figure out how to make the case that we shouldn't do the adventure at all. Mm. And it was so hard for me because also because of 18 for 2018, I'm like, I want to prove that I've really done these adventures and we've got to go someplace and I've got to yeah. take a picture and like cross it off the list and everything. And then I was like, remember, this is supposed to be fun. And if, the, if she associates this in her mind with something that's like super taxing and forced, she's not going to want to keep doing it. So I all of a sudden I just turned to her and I said, you know what? would you like to go to Staples and get those office supplies you were talking about? And then we can just like go across the street and get hot chocolate and we'll just call it a day. And she like immediately lightened up. Like mm. this was what she wanted to do. Mm. And so our adventure for the day was literally going to Staples and then having hot chocolate at this like Aww. diner across the street. But, but I had to remind myself, this is supposed to be fun. Yeah. Don't just force March this experience yeah. When the point of it is that it's supposed to be fun. Yes. It's like um, the point is to spend time together yes. and enjoy it, yes. not to just go through the motions. Right. The point of it is like we're going to do something together that's purposeful, that's not just errands, that's not, you know, that it's like what we feel. Yeah, I know. Exactly. But it's, uh, you know, and it's this idea of like, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good and wanting to have mm -hmm. the perfect experience. Then, um, y you know, it's like you spend all this time quib quibbling and nagging and fussing because things aren't perfect. And then they're not even fun or good at all because everybody's just so sick of all of the hubbub around something. 
Yeah, and even weekends, like weekends are supposed to be fun. Yeah. And relaxing. Um, a lot relaxing. And a lot of times I'm just focused on, well, I feel like we should be doing fun things. What should we be doing? Who should we be seeing? When really everyone's tired and just, you know, like we've discussed, wants to hang around in their PJs. And it's like I lose sight of what the weekend is really about, which is just having family time and relaxing as opposed to needing to do activities. Although, you know, you have to balance that because yes, I want to plan yes. activities. You know, it's always the balance. But in whatever you're doing, keep it fun and not with a lot of pressure on it. But I think you're exactly right. That's what's tricky about it because you do want to aim high. You want to do things. You don't want to just lie around in your pajamas all the time, even though that feels so good at the moment. And so sometimes you do do something that feels effortful or burdensome. But then in the end, you're like, well, we had a better day or a better experience than we would have if we had just done what we felt like. So you're right. It's this balance. And that's part of what's hard because you want it to be fun, but you also want to have your fun be various and novel and um just doing the easiest path you know then you don't even remember the weekend it just passes and you have no sense of anything having done anything i think that's why it's hard i think part of it is if you set a tone for fun people will want to do more things in other words like with adam and jack if i was relaxed and fun yeah. during activities where i wasn't like okay if we go to the peabody museum to see cars we have to see every car if yes. i was just like whatever we'll go for half an hour you know then we'll go to lunch as opposed to feeling like it needed to be this full experience then they might be more <laughs> wanting to do things you know no, so listen, it's like in I, my control i think this is the way we're brought up because think about mom and dad and they're still like this today they're super high energy and like they, they want to do everything they're like they want to see everything they yeah. want to go to every floor of the museum they like want to see everything you know really drink in an experience and not everyone is like that you know sometimes it's yeah. like just like you know, imbibe the vibe and then move on. Um, and so I think yeah. for both of us, we had to kind of adjust to the fact that everybody isn't a completist in yes, that way because yes, we were so raised yeah. with this idea like, oh, if there's five activities that you can do, then we have to try at least four of those activities, even yeah. if we don't really want to. Um, this I also think about this with classes for children because some people get so carried away with having children's classes and mm. I think it's fine to have classes if a child really wants to. And I think it's fine to have classes that you sort of force them to do, maybe for your own reasons, like you think that they really, really need to learn how to play piano or something, even if they don't want to. But sometimes the idea of the class is that it's fun. And then I feel mm. like if it's not fun, you should say, okay, well, then that is not fun for you. What I don't like right. is when people pretend like, of course it's fun, because playing yeah. chess is fun, even if you say it is no fun. It is fun. It's like, it's not fun if it's not fun for you. I mean, nothing's right. inherently fun. Um, and so it's like, be, I always, with my children, I always try to be clear, like, is this fun or is this, you're going to do it whether valuable it's fun or not. It's valuable. Some other way. It's valuable in yeah. some other way. Is it fun or is it valuable? If it's valuable, maybe you do it if it's not fun. If it's meant to be fun, then I, it's like, is it, is it or is it not fun? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just all about remembering the point of yes. what you're doing. Yes. And if it's supposed to be fun, then make it fun, <laughs> for goodness sake. Yeah. I, I, this is such a problem. I think, like, many people, I don't even feel bad because I know many people share this problem. You know, it really across the nation. <laughs> and it's like, lighten up. But what, yeah, yeah, lighten up, Francis. <laughs> 
Let us know if you do try this at home and how reminding yourself, remember, this is supposed to be fun, works for you. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or, as always, you can go to the show notes for this episode, episode 168. So it's happiercast.com slash 168 for everything related to this episode. Coming up, we've got two happiness hacks that will help you sleep. But first, this break. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com Gretchen. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So listen, we got two great hacks related to a very common happiness stumbling block, which is having trouble falling asleep. This is something that happens to just about everyone. We've all been in bed tossing and turning. And here are two hacks to try when you're having trouble falling asleep. Yes. Carrie says, I've been listening to all of the happiness episodes and a few months ago heard the tip about speeding up a podcast in order to fit a listening session into a shorter time. This gave me the idea to try the opposite approach, slowing down the audio to help lull myself to sleep. I've been doing this for months with audiobooks, and there's even a timer option to turn off the app after a certain amount of time or end of a chapter. Most of the time it works to put me to sleep, but even if it doesn't, I feel less frustrated that I'm lying there in the dark because I'm actually taking in a book I enjoy. 
I love this. So instead of some people listen at one and a half speed or even two yeah. times speed or even three times speed to listen to fit more in, but she has it on half speed so that people are talking in this very yeah. leisurely way. And you could see how it would just start lulling you to sleep. Yes, absolutely. And then it's good that the, it'll turn off because yeah. what you don't want to do then is miss like, you know, <laughs> yes, eight yes. hours worth of your audiobook <laughs> while yeah. you're sleeping. Yeah, yeah. And Lakin writes, the podcast Sleep With Me by Drew Ackerman is the only thing I can count on to put me to sleep. And it has been reliable, working better than the drugs I had been taking for almost a decade because uh, Lakin has clinical insomnia. His meandering stories, just the side of boring, trick my brain into giving up trying to follow them, and my mind becomes incapable of preventing my body from falling into sleep. I've discovered that there is a time and place to embrace boredom. <laughs> it takes a few times, I found, to get used to his delivery. Yes, yeah, Sleep With Me um, by Drew Ackerman is described as a silly bedtime story podcast for grown-ups to take your mind off whatever is keeping you awake. And I knew about Sleep With Me because my daughter Eliza um, has been yes. a big fan of Sleep With Me, and she will listen to it when she has trouble falling asleep. Um, so, listen, let's play a little clip so it gives people yes. a sense of what it's like to listen to this these meandering stories that he tells. Welcome to another episodic episode of super dull stories now as i said keep your eyes on the hat as this gloss descends on it you'll see the outline of my hat remains now focus on this hat as you'll remember from my earlier tricks this is the hat that trixie appeared out of and Gretch, I have to say, Drew Ackerman, he almost reminds me of like Andy Kaufman. It's like this whole sleep with me thing is very meta um, <laughs> comedy. Um, you know, it's yeah. both a comedy show and a bedtime story. Um, and it, it's it, it's really fun. So um, sleep with me to yeah. fall asleep. Yes. And he speaks very slowly. So it's as if it's on half speed already. So yes. uh, yeah, yes. you can combine both. So good. Thank you for those two excellent hacks because yes. uh, this is a big happiness stumbling block. So listen, this is a know yourself better question that I love and has been mm. super helpful to me in my life, which is the question, do you love to talk shop? So mm. do you really like to talk about work-related issues in your free time? I love to talk shop. How about you? I love to talk shop. Yeah. You and I can talk shop for <laughs> hours. Yes. Yes, and in fact, uh, one of the great things about podcasts together is like now we can talk shop about the same thing. We're not even like I'm talking shop to you and you're talking shop to me and we're looking yeah. for, for like areas of overlap and comparison. It's like we're literally talking shop, the same shop. Um, and we love it. We love it. We can't get enough. Um, and a lot of people do not feel this way. No. You know, I mean, um, a lot of people, when they're not at work, they don't want to think about work. They don't want to talk about work. They don't want to explain what they do. Um, and, and they feel very burdened by having to talk shop. Yeah. Whereas I'm the opposite. I'm very energized by it. Yeah. Well, I have to say that, you know, I started out my career in law and I was a clerk for Sandra Day O'Connor on the Supreme Court, which was this you know huge honor, this wonderful position to be in. And I was surrounded by these other lawyers at my age. We were all clerking together. 
And um, in fact, because it's so secret what the Supreme Court is thinking about and deciding that they, we had a private dining room so that only clerks could eat with other clerks and so no one could eavesdrop on our conversation. And the thing is, all the other clerks loved to talk shop. They wanted mm. to talk about the cases. They wanted to talk about law. They were reading law journals on over the weekend. Like, they just couldn't get enough. Mm. And while I was doing as good a job as I could for Justice O'Connor, like, I did everything I needed to do to do my utmost, I did not want to talk shop. And I felt how the people around me did want to talk shop. And that was part of when I decided, like, maybe I want to make a switch to becoming a writer. That was one of the things. And I think this is why it's a good know yourself better question is sometimes people are thinking, like, am I in the right profession? Like, is do I like what I'm doing? Sometimes it's hard to tell. Like, there's so much kind of conflicting information. And I think... How do you feel about talking shop? Is it, it can give you kind of an indirect look because if you really like to talk shop, you're probably pretty happy with what you're doing. Yeah, you're probably doing the right thing if you're voluntarily spending more time thinking about it and talking about it. And if you're not, yeah, you may be in the wrong profession. Right, because oh, because while you might you might be doing the work that you need to do, but you don't want to spend you begrudge any extra moment spent on it. And that is a sign that you're trying to minimize its presence in your life. And I think it's more fun to have work, when, if possible, if you can swing this. Obviously, some people can't, but if you can, where your work is something that is part of your whole life and part of just what engages you and what interests you. Oh, yeah. And uh, what I like about talking shop is like I can choose the fun things to talk about it's like, <laughs> during the workday. I, I have to do all the fun and boring parts yeah. of the job. But when I talk shop, I can just talk about the fun parts. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. And you know what's funny is I even like to hear other people talking shop, even when I have no idea what they're talking about. Because a lot of times when I speak, I'll go to conferences that are like really in the weeds of other people's professions. I have no idea what they're talking about, but I'll hear people like animatedly over the coffee service, you know, talking about their stuff. And I love just to listen to it. I love the vocabulary. I love just hearing how they frame things or um, it's just, it's like when people are enthusiastically talking about what they do, it's just interesting. And when they have that enthusiasm, uh, you sense it when they're having fun talking shop, you, you sense that their, their affinity for what they're doing. It's interesting, though, some people talk shop in different ways, like Adam and I are both TV writers. Yeah. And he loves, like, over dinner to really talk about story, Mm -hmm. Um, whereas I feel like, oh, I've talked about story all day. I don't want to think about it. I want to talk about what meeting did you have? How was that pitch? Like, Mm. who, you know, like strategy and Mm. sort of people and meetings. And to him, that's stressful. So it's funny. We both like to talk shop, but in different ways. But I remember over Christmas when you two were talking about The Last Jedi in a kind of shop way. And I was like, this Mm. is so fascinating to me hearing these people (laughs) who work in the industry talking shop about a movie that I had just seen. Like for me, I was like, I wish that you had just kept going for like three hours because I found Mm. that so fascinating. Yeah, so it's a great question to ask. And it's one of those things where if you don't like to talk shop, maybe it doesn't necessarily mean you're in the wrong place. Um, It's but it's an interesting question to think about. Um, It's something worth reflecting on. It can be a hint or a tip off. Yes. And now for a listener question. As always, you can leave us a voicemail question at 774-277-9336, which is also 77-HAPPY-336. Or you can email us at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or you can record a voicemail and email it to us. You can get it to us any number of ways. 
Um, we love to hear from listeners. So, Gretchen, this week we have a really interesting question. We're going to keep her name um, to ourselves because yep. it could be a bit of a touchy question. I don't <laughs> want to expose her. Yes. Or him. I'm not saying who it is. <laughs> so the listener says, my question is about how to prepare myself not to treat a gift like a burden. I have a son who will be turning one and we're having an informal party with family for the occasion. My husband agrees that we should say no gifts. We are pretty minimalist and live in a thousand square feet. Not only is my son a baby with no real interest, <laughs> we just don't have room for lots of gifts, especially baby gifts, which all seem disproportionately bulky compared to the tiny people they're meant for. <laughs> We do have quite a large family. I feel like most everyone will, will respect the no gifts request, but I'm very concerned about my mother-in-law. She is the ultimate overbuyer and a very difficult, difficult person. Before the baby arrived, she bought 20 of the 50 items from our baby registry, as well as lots of other little baby gadgets and gizmos off the registry that she said she wished she had raising her boys. I would never admit to her that most of these items were donated before the baby was born. Her ex-husband and his wife are very financially successful, whereas she is not. I think that this contributes to her need to prove herself through buying expensive and myriad gifts. We've talked to her about this before, but the message never really seems to get through. I'm concerned that she'll bring lavish gifts to the party and make the people who honored our request feel uncomfortable. Selfishly, I just don't want to deal with the logistics and mental stress of whatever stuff she brings. Is there a way to address this prior to the party or should I not mention it and just deal with whatever comes? Well, this mm. is interesting. This is literally don't treat a gift like a burden. These are literally gifts. Right. Literal feel, gifts. Yeah, yeah, literal gifts. This is hard because you, on the one hand, you know, you don't want to seem ungrateful. But on the other hand, you're really trying to not have this behavior happen. And it is, uh, I've been at situations like this where if you say no gifts and then some people do bring gifts, then you do feel bad if you didn't bring a gift because you're thinking like, yes. oh, is I, was I really supposed to understand that I was supposed to bring a gift? This is all family, so maybe kind of everybody knows the situation. So that might be mm -hmm. easier because everybody will be just sort of like, oh, that's her. But clearly it's a concern for the listener that she's worried that other people will feel uncomfortable, even just by that aspect of it, let alone the gifts that sh that are now hers to deal with. Yeah, and it feels like one of these things where they've stated that they don't want her to do this, but she's doing it anyway. So now it's a question of, okay, how important it is to you to keep her from giving you these gifts because is it going to lead to a huge conflict that, you know, isn't worth it? Or do you want to really go in hard about setting these boundaries? Well, and then you think back to the five love languages, which we've discussed from time to time. Mm. And, you know, one of the love languages is giving gifts. And the thing mm. is, people usually express love in their own language. So clearly this listener is not a person whose love language is receiving. Oh, because the, the love language is receiving gifts. So people tend to give gifts if that is their love language. So maybe mm. this woman, this she wants like acts of service or words of appreciation but the mother-in-law maybe is, that's her love language. And so she's desperately trying to express love, but in a way that's not appreciated by this family. Yes. I mean, I would certainly say in terms of should you say no gifts, if you don't want gifts, say no gifts. Yes. Don't worry about people feeling bad yeah. because she brings yes. lavish gifts. I yeah. mean, they're doing the right thing. 
everyone probably knows she overbuys yeah. and overgifts. So I think they'll probably just, you know, privately roll their eyes at it and not worry about it at all. Um, it is really burdensome, though. I mean, it is a gift is a burden if it's really just a burden. I mean, you know, now I totally get not wanting to then have to deal with getting the stuff out of the apartment. Um, but, you know, you sort of your mother-in-law is your mother-in-law. It yeah. just might be something you have to deal yes. with and it'll probably never go away. Yeah. And probably as your child gets older, she's going to buy things you wish she hadn't bought that yeah. you don't even think are like appropriate. But it's just, I doubt it's going to change. So right. it feels like don't put too much mental energy into yes. it because it's not going to change. Yeah. Sort of accept the person and try to like make your peace with it. I know one of the things, if you could get the mother-in-law to do it, one thing to do would be to direct it. Like if there was like a big thing that you really needed, if you were like, would you buy us this big thing mm. that we really need, like a high chair or something, or like a class, like, ooh, we would love for the baby, we would love for him to take a music class. Would you buy the music class? She sounds like the kind of person, though, that probably likes buying things and wants to buy what she wants to buy, doesn't want to yeah. buy what you want her to buy. So I don't know that that would be successful, but... It's something to think about because sometimes, especially if you don't like a lot of little things, you still need the big thing. And if you could yeah. get that, it would be useful. But it's not the same bang for the buck for the, you know, some people like to buy stuff and it's fun to buy baby stuff. It is like among the most fun category of things to buy. I think it's right up there with office supplies or stationery. <laughs> you know, it's fun to buy yeah. that stuff. Um, especially if you then don't have to use it, <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like, yeah. oh, well, I'm going to buy you 50 note cards, but I don't have to write 50 notes. I get the fun of buying it and you've got the, you've got to be the one to write 50 thank you notes. Um, yeah. And my, yeah. just one thing to put, uh, the mother-in-law in a generous light is it's yeah. probably like in buying items that she selects, yes. she's showing like, look, I'm thinking about you. Yes. I'm thinking what will be useful to you. She's in her mind, being very thoughtful. Yes. So just buying like some big item that the parents need, it wouldn't fill that same hole of wanting to show that she's yes. thinking and being thoughtful, that she's ahead of you. She's solving problems you don't yet know you have. Yes. I always had this breakdown, you know, with people, I always had the debate over the uh, baby wipe warmer. Yeah. I'm like, to me, this is just a bridge too far. Yes. Uh, but other people are like, how could you have a baby and not have a baby wipe warmer? So, yeah. you know, people really, really can throw down over baby items. But also, I mean, again, to think about, to put it in a generous light for the mother-in-law, it might have been that when she was raising her children, she didn't have mm. a lot of the things that she wanted. And she wished that there had been somebody in her mm. life who would show up with a bag full of things and shower her with things yeah. that even if they didn't make her life easier were at least trying to make her life easier and so she may now sometimes the way you heal something that was bad in your own life is by trying to to offer to someone else what you yourself didn't give this can often be very restorative it's like well nobody did this for me but i'm going to do this for someone else mm -hmm. and sort of play a different role and then i'm going to like reimagine this situation she does say she's so, a very difficult difficult person um, right yeah but sometimes if so, you try to get into that mindset yeah. of like what might be uh, motivating them and again you know it's it's you feel like you feel ridiculous complaining because you're getting too many gifts it just makes you feel like oh yeah. my gosh ha have I no gratitude have I no perspective this is just preposterous but then on the other hand you're like it's so wasteful uh, she's she yes, doesn't have the money to waste I wish she wouldn't waste her money I don't want to you know it's it's there it is yeah. So in this case, it may just be, you know, passive aggressive control issues from this difficult mother-in-law. But 
my thing is just put as little mental energy yeah. into it as you can. Let her be her. Yes. Yeah. And let's concentrate on the good parts. Yeah. If there are any. Yes. Coming up, I've got a clutter demerit. But first, this break. Gretch, I love eating sandwiches like a grilled cheese or a peanut butter sandwich is my ideal lunch, but I'm very aware of my carb intake, so oftentimes I avoid sandwiches. Luckily, Hero Bread has remade carby, empty-calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no-net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories, plus it has protein and fiber. I have been using it to make grilled cheeses, and I use their tortillas to make a cheese quesadilla, and I am in heaven. Hero Bread tastes great, has a terrific texture, and helps you meet your nutrition goals. Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use happier at checkout. That's happier at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Eating processed food for every meal isn't healthy for people or for dogs. We all know that, and kibble is subject to multiple rounds of high-heat processing, making it an ultra-processed food. The farmer's dog is real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. My dog, Barnaby, loves the farmer's dogs. When he sees me pulling one of those packets out, he comes running. It's personalized, vet-developed, and it has recipes for as little as $2 a day. Meals arrive in pre-portion, ready-to-serve packs, and they're conveniently delivered on whatever schedule works for me. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash happier. That's 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash happier. Elizabeth, it's time for demerits and gold stars, and we take turns, and this is your turn to talk about a demerit. Yes. Okay, Gretchen. You will remember, and you have witnessed, that in my home renovation, uh, Adam and I had our closets redone. Yes. And um, I really had my closet nicely organized. You've seen it. Um, you've seen the beauty of the shelves and, yes. uh, you know, it's I'm all witness. nicely put yes. together. Um, well, I've just let it go. I've let it go very like badly. To, to a state of nature. <laughs> yes. Yes. It is not in good shape. I have. I actually took a picture of it this morning. Okay. So I will post, post it. it on Instagram hashtag happier podcast to show you the state of my closet. Um, But it's just like numerous baskets with like clothes, half in, half out, a bunch of shoes, purses, open drawers that don't need to be open. Uh, I think there might be some like dry cleaner bags. Like it's just totally. Oh, and also, and this is really where I kind of, went over the hump in terms of being disorganized again in my closet is I have mixed in with my clothes that I wear clothes that I'm like, am I giving these away or Mm. keeping them? Mm. You see what I'm saying? Like, um, you're moved backwards. 
Yes. So it's like, which is part of why I'm not organizing, because I'm like, well, I don't know if these go in the closet or they go in a giveaway bag. So therefore, I'm just paralyzed and I'm not acting and nor am I even separating out the, you know, the clothes that I might be giving away from the ones I know I'm not giving away. I'm just letting everything hang together on the floor. So and I know this is causing Adam great distress because there's nothing he hates more than walking by a closet and seeing clothes. So can I ask a question that's sort of been like, like I've been wondering about? Why did you not, in your renovation, give yourself a closet door? Because this oh, well, is the thing, you don't really yes. care, but Adam cares. But if he couldn't see it, he wouldn't care. So why not have well, a closet door? It just turned out that a closet door was like crazily expensive, uh, believe it or not. They are, for, yes. It's like shower where, doors. Yeah, they can for be For our configuration, uh, it was like thousands of dollars oh. for closet. And so we said, well, forget it. We don't really need closet doors mm. as long as we keep our closets halfway mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, the I'm triumph really, of yes. the triumph of hope over experience. I will note. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so I'm really putting it on myself to this weekend, Saturday morning, just get up. And if it's if I spent 20 minutes, it would probably do the trick. It's you know, yeah. it's a very quick yeah. thing. It's, it's very just limited. having the mental intention of doing it so by announcing this demerit i'm hoping that i'm going to shame myself gretchen into having a beautiful closet. no it's not and then I'll shame post a it's accountability okay accountability. Not, i mean you know these things happen how i wish yeah. i were in la i would come over and clean your closet mm. i would let you lounge beside me on the floor uh, oh, with a pillow under good. your head and i would go through it um that would be that so much fun good. yeah another time <laughs> another time okay gretch what is your gold star this week so i want to give a gold star to the planners of central park um they are mm. they're long gone from this world but their work lives on and i love it our mother and father were visiting me in new york city this week and so um so we went walking through it and it's like i never take it for granted i have to say i always realize how beautiful it is but then seeing it through their eyes you know i realized oh my gosh it really is just staggeringly beautiful and you, speaking of the value of giving yourself demerits years ago i think maybe it was the first year or the second year of our podcast i gave myself a demerit from totally missing the flowering trees in central park i just for whatever reason didn't go in i missed the magnolia trees i missed the cherry trees i missed all the trees that i don't even know the name of and they're gorgeous and this year I was determined. I am going to see those trees. And I've been walking in Central Park just about every day. And by just by sheer coincidence, the day that mom and dad and I were walking, they were just glorious. I mean, like when oh. every petal is out, but they haven't started to like shrivel up and fall off. When our weather conditions here in New York City have been really good for flowers and flowering trees, to, like so that they don't all get stripped off by the rain or whatever. And I just thought, you know, it's here. It's free. It's, you know, it was packed full of people, everyone enjoying this thing. It's such a, an amazing resource. And I don't have to lift a finger. I don't have to think like, yeah. oh, I got to get the yard mowed or I've got to yard, mow the yard or like I've got to worry about the fact that this like tree is turning yellow. I'm like, I just enjoy it and walk through it. And I just give a gold star to everyone in New York City who had the forethought to create this beautiful resource for the people of New York City. It's pretty spectacular. And that is it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Remind yourself, this is supposed to be fun. Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you. Thank you to our producer, Odelia Rubin. Also, thanks to Kristen Meinzer and Andy Bowers of Panoply. 
Get in touch. Gretchen's on Instagram at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. If you like this show, as always, please be sure to tell a friend. That's how we get so many new listeners is because a friend turns them onto the podcast. And subscribe to us on iTunes. The resources for this week. Remember, if you'd like a discussion guide for any of my books, for regular book groups, for spirituality book groups, or Bible study groups, or the like, or work groups, any kind of group, you can email me at podcast at And also, Mother's Day is coming up in the United States on May 13th. And if you're looking for a gift for a mother in your life, or you want to suggest a gift for someone to give to you, you can ask for one of my books. Um, many, my books are often given as Mother's Day presents, I've discovered. Or you can sign up or sign someone else up for my Four Tendencies course. The enrollment window is open through May 9th, and the five-week course officially starts May 14th. And you can find out more at courses.gretchenrubin.com, or of course, I will post a link in the show notes. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and upward. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework.